and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. As followers of Christ, we want to, we desperately desire to bring God pleasure. And we want to do that not to gain acceptance because we have been accepted through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross on our behalf. We are fully accepted. We don't have to do anything to become accepted to God. But we want to bring God pleasure simply because we love Him. You know, when you love someone, you want to please them. And out of our love for Him, because He first loved us and He reached out to us and He he picked us up out of our spiritual death and condemnation and He forgave us and He gave us uh, uh, the righteousness of Christ and made us His own. Oh my goodness, do you get that picture? You are a special redeemed uh, person done so by God who loves you and and who accepts you fully in Christ. And so because of that, because of our love back to Him, we want to bring Him pleasure. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says this, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that... You will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work. And so our walk, which is the way we live out our faith, should be in a manner worthy of the Lord, in a way that reflects Uh, the righteousness of Almighty God. And one of the ways that we can do that, one of the ways that we can bring God pleasure is by bearing fruit. Now, there are others that we mentioned on the previous podcast here in this, in this uh, passage, and you can go back and listen to it. But, but God uh, is looking for our fruit. Now hear this. This is very important. This is key. This is something that we've got to understand right on the front end of this podcast. A true believer, a genuine follower of Christ is a fruit bearer. Is a fruit bearer. There is no debate about that. There isn't a follower of Christ, a real true believer who does not bear fruit. We are fruit bearers. It is synonymous with uh, the term follower of Christ or true believer or converted one or born again one or saved one or real Christian. It doesn't matter what label you put to it. If you are genuinely part of God's redeemed family, then you are a fruit bearer. Matthew chapter 13 uh, records one of the parables that Jesus spoke, and it is the parable of the seed and the sower, or put another way, of the various soils, the different kinds of soils. And Jesus said someone went out scattering seed, and some of the seed fell on different kinds of soil. And and uh, and and some of it uh, sprung up right away, but then died right away, or got choked up, or whatever. But then the last soil that he mentioned is good soil. And verse twenty three says, "And the one whom seed was sown on the good soil, this man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bear fruit." 
and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And so you see here, the only soil that produced uh, that produced lasting fruit uh, is is those who are true believers. True believers. It's the only one that that reflects a true believer. All the others were not true believers. I want you to understand that because in order to properly interpret and understand this parable, you've got to know that. It wasn't people that had become believers and fell away and lost their salvation or some foolishness like that. That is not what Jesus was saying here. He's saying that a true believer produces fruit. Now, what he said is uh, there are different levels of fruit production. Some produce 30%, some 60%, some 100%. And and the point there is, is not everybody is going to produce fruit at the same level. You know, uh, some believers... New believers get in and they grow quickly and you can just see fruit all over the place. Then there are others that struggle at some level or grow more slowly and there's less fruit to be seen, but there is fruit there. So there can be different levels of fruit production and Jesus made that clear in this parable. But then I would turn your attention to John chapter 15 and in John chapter 15 we see some more information on on fruit. Uh, Verse 1 says this, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking here directly. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me... He is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And listen to verse 8. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Wow, what a powerful passage there. And let me just back up here for a moment and make some observations as to what this wonderful passage is saying. First of all, uh, I am the true vine, that's Jesus, and my Father is the vine dresser. Vine dresser is the one that has control over the vine. And so God is the vine dresser, God the Father. He is the cause of, of fruit bearing. He's the one that oversees this whole thing. God is sovereign. And in God's sovereignty. Uh, He uh, controls the entire process of our salvation, of our coming to Christ, of our being in Christ, of our fruit production. And then in verse 2 and then also in verse 6, you see the contrast between false and true believers. In verse 2, the first part of the verse, he says, every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
And in verse 6, it says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up, and they gather them and cast them in the fire, and they are burned. Look, this is not talking about somebody, again, that gets saved in Christ, and then it's taken out of Christ and loses their salvation. It, it is absolutely not that. That's not what Jesus is saying. And he is... is um, saying rather that uh, someone that doesn't abide in him, that is not in him, that does not have a relationship with him, will not bear fruit. The non-fruit bearer who is not saved and they're taken away and they're under God's judgment. And more is said about that late, um, in, the, in the book of John, if you go back to chapter 3. Uh, those that don't believe in Jesus are condemned already. And so uh, there, there is the contrast there the, between false believers and true believers. But then in verse uh, uh, 2b and, and in, in verse 4, we see that the relationship with Jesus, it is our relationship with Jesus that produces fruit. It says every branch that bears fruit, he, he prunes it. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Uh, verse 4, I'm sorry. Verse 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. It's very clear that as the only way we can produce real fruit is through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is what it is. It's not about me. It's not what I can do. The fruit comes as as the uh, the um, uh, Jesus brings that fruit. You know, when when a branch is tied into the vine, all the nourishment—that's the word I was looking for—the nourishment comes up through the vine into the branch, and that nourishment produces fruit. Well, the the branch doesn't produce fruit on its own; it's because it's connected to the vine. And, and through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we are able to bear fruit. Then uh, the verse that I just read uh, accidentally here, um, the ver- verse 2b, it says that we are pruned. If we're in Him, we are pruned. Now, you know, um, a tree, a fruit tree, a, a vine, some of the uh, dead stuff has to be cut back or the stuff that that uh, is not necessary, you know, that can pull away some needed nourishment for the fruit. It can be cut off. It can be pruned. And the Lord prunes a true believer. Uh, we are disciplined by the Lord. We, The Lord, because He loves us, not because He hates us or He's punishing us, but rather because He is uh, causing us to be more productive fruit bearers. We are pruned by the Lord. That is a whole other uh, lesson in itself. But I, I want you to f- finish with verse 8 here in this passage. Listen to what verse 8 says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Two things there. As we bear fruit, God is glorified, or He has brought pleasure. And secondly, as we bear fruit, our authenticity as followers of Christ is proven. So you're proved to be my disciples, he said. So that fruit proves it. And, you know, on the other hand, back in Matthew chapter 7, uh, we see where fruit proves something else. Beware of the false prophets, verse 15 says, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are gathered, uh, are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs, uh, figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad tr- fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. 
And you will recognize false prophets by their fruit, just like you recognize a true believer by their fruit and a true prophet by their fruit. And so I I hope that you see that uh, a true believer, a true follower of Christ is synonymous with a fruit bearer. We all bear fruit, whether it's 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold, different levels of fruit bearing as we're at different places in our faith journey, but we all bear fruit. So here's the next question, and I want you to hear this as we wrap up today. What does the fruit of a true follower of Christ look like? I'm talking about this fruit. You say, Mike, what is it? Well, on the next podcast, we're going to see five kinds of fruit directly from the scriptures. We're going to uh, identify what true fruit is, what we can look for in a true believer. And, And I can't wait to get to that. And so I hope that you'll plan to come back to see what true fruit from the scriptures really is. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.